Ecoverse presents The Lesser Dead. Second Avenue, 8 p.m. Manhattan's just going on like everything's the same, which I guess it is. This island doesn't give a shit. Doesn't give a shit any more than any place in the world I've ever heard of. New York's too busy for you. Doesn't care if you drop dead. Doesn't care if you love it or hate it. All that not being cared about can make you tired. But when you see little bitty children who somebody turned into vampires, it can also make you scared. Even if you're a vampire too. Scared? The fuck do you mean you were scared? Not of the kids, Margaret. They were, you know, tiny. Just the whole thing was creepy. Creepy? Oh, you know who's creepy? You are. And I am. Cause we're creeps. We live underground and we're dead and we do bad things. Creepy, my arse. You should have followed them. I mean, who turned them? And why? Well, there's the question, isn't it? And one you might have answered if you'd done what you should have. <laughs> what was that for? Well, I figure if I slap you back hard enough, maybe your stones will drop into the wee pouch waiting for them. I'm not taking the piss, Joseph. You need to take more initiative. You try to hide from trouble, you always have. But an animal who hides all the time eventually gets cornered. Mark my words. <sighs> this is the place. It was an old building, whitewashed brick. We went up the porch steps. I think Margaret took me out here not just to give me an earful about my dereliction of duty, but to show off what a good hunter she was. And to be fair, she had a damn good system. All of us who stayed in the loops copied it. Find somebody with wide veins and a narrow mind, scoot in once a week and make them a pint lighter, then make them forget. Who is it? Margaret. I've come over for a little drink. Margaret? Margaret who? Margaret, from a few doors down. Do you not remember? The lady peeps, and just like that, Margaret stabs her with her eyes, like some old Cajun gigging a frog. Now is that any way to be neighborly? Leaving us on a snowy stoop. Invite us in for something warm. Won't you come in for something warm? I don't mind if we do. Jack's out till 10, yeah? That lumpy little husband of yours? Gets back from the shop at 10. That's what I said, isn't it? Wipe your chin, you're drooling. And lock the door behind us. I could make cocoa. I don't care for fucking cocoa. Got any bologna? Yeah. Fry up a piece of butter, little salt and pepper. Mind you, don't burn it. Just little brown. And sometime tonight would be wonderful. Now, Joseph, you failed in no question. But you're not beyond redemption. At least in this matter. You'll find them kids and where they're sleeping, won't you? I'll try. I'm sorry, I don't think I heard you right. I... I'll find them. You will. I know you will. Do you know how I know? Because if I don't, you'll beat me shades of blue they don't have names for in the paint store. That's right. But also, you're going to find them because it's important. Find them, and we find out who turned them, and take him sunbathing. Because anyone who'll turn children is sick in the head, and there's nothing worse or more dangerous than sick in the head family. They make mistakes. They get noticed. He turned me when I was a kid. What? I was 17. That's a kid. Well, only in America. So where are we? Communist China? Ah, 
You're always cutting wise, aren't you? Do you never think about more than what feels good to say or do in the moment? Why should I? Because following your every impulse is not how you build things. The fuck are you talking about? What's to build? We take things. We don't build shit. I built something, didn't I? I brought the least wanted of us together underground, and now I keep us safe, and I keep us hidden. And I don't do it by amusing myself with little games. I get things fucking done. Take it off the heat, please. Then put a towel down and stand on it. We understand each other about them, kids. Yeah. Good. Take your Puerto Rican girlfriend and have a good look around. What? Never? She ain't my girlfriend. (laughs) What's so funny? You are, you weak cad. Don't know a good thing in hand because you're looking for what's next. And what's next ain't always better. Maybe not, but it's next. Anyway, take her, look around, ask questions. But first, find Luna and let her know to do the same. She and the new girlina work in Times Square. And I don't go to that whore market. Have her tell Billy Bang as well. I'm on the towel now. Thank you, Sally. Don't correct me, Sally. Sorry. So we go into the kitchen. Margaret stands over the still warm pan with a brown smoking piece of bologna on it and breathes in the smoke. Then she bites that woman and drinks until Sarah or Sally or whoever starts to shudder. Even does a little Wednesday Adams dance, twisting on the balls of her feet. For all Margaret's rules about not peeling anybody, she comes pretty close to killing her marks. She's hungry. I guess she misses Bologna. I almost feel bad for whoever's turning kids on Margaret's front porch. She doesn't fuck around when it comes to keeping vampire shit on the QT. And somebody's about to find that out. Before I call Neva, I gotta pass word on to Luna. The thing about Luna, she's a hooker. I mean, it's how she hunts and makes money. I don't know if she was a hooker or a vampire first. They kind of go together. Privacy, secrecy, nighttime. Makes you wonder how many regular hookers out there are actually family. You'd never remember after all. I've always thought I wouldn't mind being a hooker myself. Nah, I really wouldn't mind being a hooker. Wanna be a hooker, baby? Talk security toy, make a hooker out of you. I guess hookers around here have good hearing. Say, you seen Luna? What? She's out by the Oubliettes. The Oubliettes is a novelty shop with little movie cabinets specializing in foreign stuff. Swedish, French, and if you like the rough stuff. German. I guess losing a couple wars kind of fucks you up in the head. I know I'm gonna get hassled when I walk in. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, kid. How old are you? About your mom's age. Where's Luna? I said... Yeah, yeah. Look at me. How old are you? Where's Luna? Cabin three. Great. Now give me a hundred bucks out of the register and thank me for it. Thank you. (laughs) Don't mention it. I expect to see Luna and some schmuck. Well, Luna's there. Beautiful girl. Like Goldie Hawn's loose cousin. The schmuck's there. Frizzy red hair, his pants around his ankles. But there's another vampire crammed in the booth, too. Sandy. She's new. Luna's been teaching her. Bite him. Uh, I can't. Bite him. 
Oh, he looks nice. He looks like Fat Art Garfunkel. Bite him. Hey, Joey. Will you tell her she's got a bite him? What the fuck are you watching? I don't know. Title's on the door. <laughs> HR poop and stuff. Are you fucking kidding me? Plug ones go for weird. It's a fact. Now bite him, Sandy. We haven't got all night, and you have to learn how to do this on your own. Can I wear your wig so it's it's not really me? Sure. Perfect. Here, look. Now you're not Sandy anymore. You're Veronica Lake. Bite this guy and let's get out of here. Okay, now everybody's happy. I got some stuff I gotta tell you from Margaret. And you should tell Billy Bang too when you see him. And I tell her about what I saw on the subway. How this little bitty girl charmed a guy on the six train. Then these two little boys met up with her in Grand Central. And they all led the poor sap away. Margaret wants us to keep our eyes open, ask around, find out who these kids are. And find out who turned them, right? Yeah. Because that bastard's gotta die. Why do you assume it's a man? Because I met a lot of men. Take my girlfriend, Margaret says. Ask questions, she says. The thing about Neff, even if she was my girlfriend, you don't take her any place. She takes you. Okay, Wednesday. What number do we feed on Wednesday? There, Lower East Side. Okay. Hello? Hi. How's your evening? It's okay. I put safety pins through my tits earlier. Uh, that's just swell. Listen, is there a nice Puerto Rican girl in your house? Maybe with a bloody mouth? Yeah, mouth's not bloody, though. Oh, it will be. What's she doing? Um, watching TV. Give me the phone! Hypnotize pink, push your motherfucker. Hola, Nanga Blanca. You wanna come over and eat these honkies with me? Nah, I don't like that place. It smells like Vaseline. <laughs> What you want then? The same thing I always want. A little peace, love, and understanding. Wrong number. <laughs> Bitch, get away from the window! Nobody on Clear Street wants to see your skinny ass. Sit down next to your dude. What do we do? How do I know? Drag each other off for all I care. Uh... Whoa, whoa! I was kidding! And stop it! Stop! You nasty motherfucker! <laughs> that sounds like a party. Well, if you don't want to come here, I'll meet you someplace. If you dress nice. How you dress? Nice, like usual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you dress okay. <laughs> Tompkins Park in an hour? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, listen. Uh. Can't be all playtime. Margaret wants us to do something. Okay? I tell her about the kids. How we got to play detective. Yeah, okay. I'm down with burning the ass off anybody to turn the kid. I'll bring my pache and the whole gang, but... Oh, hold on! She's trying to go out the window. I told her to get away from there! They need to see a doctor. You can see a doctor. When I leave. When that... When the times is over. Now shut up! Mielda, I hate the ones on coke, yo. They never take the brujeria right. If you don't like to charm cokeheads, then why do you go to punks' houses? They got the best music! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not even listening to music. 
<laughs> and did I hear you say the Waltons? Fuck you, I like the Waltons. It's like a make-believe world where everyone's in like nature. Everybody mostly looks the same, so they're nice to each other. I wish it was nothing but fucking Puerto Ricans from sea to shining sea, but that ain't gonna happen, so. Let me just watch my show, bite these motherfuckers, and meet you by the swing sets, okay? Now would be a good time to tell you about the Corazonas Frios, since you're about to meet them all. They're Margaret's creatures, just as much as those of us who stay with her in Dark City. She turned them, drank them dry, stopped their hearts, then spat blood from her own stomach back into them, thus blinding them forever to the sun and gifting them the bright, long night. And why? Gang shit. Back about 10 years ago, Mapache and the Corazonas were the toughest gang in Alphabet City. They were old school, would rumble with fists and bats and garbage can lids and shit, maybe a knife, but they weren't trying to kill anybody. Things were changing though. This new gang came up, the Alphabet Devils, more Italian than Puerto Rican, mob connected, and they were a lot of them. They sold weed, dabbled in heroin, and they liked guns. One day, one of the devils shot Slopo, Mapache's older brother. Shot him in the leg, but clipped an artery, and he died. Mapache lost his fucking mind, got himself a piece, and shot two of them, including the leader's girlfriend. The girl was an accident, but the devils came on and killed three Corsonas. They were too strong, knew the right people. The police came looking, but not for the devils, just for Mapache. Mob was asking about him too. Old boy was keeping an eye on the situation. And when he told Margaret, she got an idea. Who's there? Mr. Gonzalez. I am not unsympathetic to your situation. Nothing galls me like a bully. And that's what these alphabet devils are. They're going to kill you like it's not. It doesn't have to be that way. They knew about Margaret. Part of our loops are just under the East Village, one neighborhood over, you see. They'd seen her, even had an idea what she was. Called her Laka Laka, the skeleton. And now she had come to call with an offer. You know what I can do for you, but you need to know what it costs. No take backs on this. This is forever and ever, amen. And you and the rest will owe fealty to me as long as I'm in this world. And you with me. Three of the remaining seven Corazones split town when this started to go down. But four stayed and took the deal. Forever and ever. Pa siempre. Amen. Pa siempre. Amen. Thy will be done. A couple of weeks later, imagine the surprise of the Alphabet Devils when they wore their colors down Avenue 8 on a midnight clear, heard someone whistling at them from the park, saw five dark shapes in the swing sets, and heard Margaret calling them out. Look at you in your fucking ridiculous jackets. You know what you look like? A bunch of bullies. Jason, I hate a bully. Hey, who the fuck are you? You don't know me. 
much. You might know this bunch. Hola, maricones! Dale! Ahora quieren ver de los there have been a lot of gunshots in this store. There's only one left. The same light in a vampire's eyes that can charm you into doing what they want can also find the fear in you. Whatever secret lockbox of boogeyman and old hurt you got walled up in the darkest parts of your heart, a vampire's eyes can find it. Like a searchlight, can dig it out, bring it up, amplify it, like the sun through a magnifying glass, like a firecracker in a tin can. Marco, Shorty Chiarello, the leader of the Alphabet Devils, ate his gun when he saw what was coming at them. The rest of Shorty's gang ran. They didn't get far. Nobody ever heard of the Alphabet Devils again. Margaret got instant muscle with the Corazonas. Most vampire outfits fall apart once you get more than four or five of us together. We all like to be in charge. But there's something about Margaret that makes you love and fear her. Either one's a powerful motivator, but both? Both can move mountains. She's got like 20 of us she can call on. That's a lot of family. So now I'm supposed to be meeting Neva. Only when I meet her, it isn't just her. The Corazonas Friosa with her, all of them, lounging on the playground like they're posing for an album cover. Their silhouettes dark against the snow, eyes shining just that little bit extra like ours do. No steamy breath, even though it's below 30. The leader, Mapache, with his Australian bush hat and his denim vest open on his Jesus-y ribs. He's got a newspaper under his arm. I don't know why yet. Then there's Guagua, second in command, big as a bus. Bicho, the only one shorter than me, and surplus motorcycle goggles that make him look like a bug. And of course, Neva, in a black beret like some commie gorilla, with heavy eyeshadow, her heart-shaped face in a pout. She pours herself out of her swing, starts walking towards me, and I wonder which one of her nicknames I'm gonna get tonight. Pachuco. <laughs> What's shaking, Neva? You and me. Come here. Let me see if I can touch my cousin, Peacock. And my prima favorita. <laughs> hey, hey, Jock, good wedding! <laughs> hey, wait, Mano wait, she took advantage of me. Mapache, you all saw. So, laka laka. She got some marching orders for us, huh? Yeah, she wants us to find these kids I saw. Pero son familia. Yeah, they're vampires. At least I'm pretty sure. Margaret wants us to find him and find out who turned him. Might be the same one who peeled this dude near the park. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same way. Check it out. Guy turned up fucking dead with his eyes poked out. Exsanguinated, they said. Look, look. <laughs> I love that word, don't you? That's family sure as fuck. But look here. Now they got the taxi driver saying he dropped him off to go to a birthday party. What? I, Milos, however the fuck you say his last name, 31, see? That's the taxi driver. I wonder if he saw something he ain't talking about. Patsa slow goo. Uh -huh. Can you imagine having to spell that out for people your whole life? But you know what that name makes me think? That there ain't gonna be a lot of Patsa whatever's in the phone book. Eso si, hombre. 
out there are four Milos Patsasoglos and two M Patsasoglos. The M's are probably chicks living alone, so we leave them for last. We spend all goddamn night peeking in windows, looking for a 31-year-old Greek who might drive a cab. We get lucky in Chinatown. His address is on Mott Street, near the train. Shut up. All right, I got a good feeling about this one. That's probably his cab on the street over there. I say we go in, do a knock and charm. I don't know about you, but I could use a bite if this one ain't our guy. Maybe someone wait out here while me and... Okay, who's best at charming? Well, that's Guagua. Hmm? Okay, okay, who's best at charming that speaks fucking English? Never. What, you think she's better than me? I am I better than you, Primo. No, you are not you better than me, okay? Uh, uh, since when? No, since when? Always, since when? Always what, before you were born? Maybe before I was... Okay, okay, okay. Almost up to the building, an ugly brownstone covered in graffiti, when we see him. It was just for a second, a shadowy figure, big, sort of pours out the second story window, scoots down the fire escape, barely making any noise. Only vampires move like that. He melts away into the darkness. All right, I'm going up to now. Guagua, stay out of sight and watch. How it is, Gaina. Joey, what was the number again? We get up to 203. The door's locked. Nobody answers. Nothing never in a broken off butter knife can't handle. So I try a foot past the threshold. If anyone else lives here, I won't be able to go in. Vampire shit's weird. I set my foot down. No problem. Guess the guy lives alone. Ah! Clumsy motherfucker. Shut up. Me? Shut up? You're the one all tripping on shit. Oh, fuck me. Oh, Jesus. If you're in the market for a taxi medallion, one's about to go up for sale. Pata, whatever, is all done. Stiff's tits down in bed with his head on the wrong way, looking up at the ceiling. Well, he would have been looking if he had eyes in his head. Those are gone. And there's a newspaper stuffed in his mouth. Neva takes the paper out of his mouth. It's the article he's quoted in. Of course it is. Hard to miss that message. Don't talk to reporters. La familia. No regular citizen can twist a head like that. But who? We look around the place. Nothing useful. Downstairs, the wind's picked up, blowing trash around. Bicho lost whoever it was, and that beefy Corazon, Guagua, he's gone. Just gone. Bad fucking news, right? Well, Margaret's gonna get the full report, but that's gotta wait. Because fuck, I'm hungry. I won't burden you with the details of dinner. There was tapping on windows. Sleepy people charmed through their window panes. We're cold. It looks warm in there. Open the window. Yeah. 
Hello again. Been a long time. But you look good. Can I come in and snuggle? Our belly's full and our minds racing with the evening's troubles. We look for a place to get underground, make our way back to the loops, and rest from this fucked up night. We better get a move on. The sun's close. Relax, little boy. We got time. Just barely. It's almost dawn. Actually, it is dawn. But we're still in the shadow that's melting away fast. We're in Gramercy, like on East 21st, near East 22nd. Prying off a manhole cover, about to dip under. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And that's when we see the girl. Across the street from the alley we're in. On her side, there's a dumpster with a bunch of cardboard boxes nearby. The girl's gotta be four years old. Has on a bunny rabbit onesie, for fuck's sake. I see her teeth now. Not big, but sharp. She's the color of a dead fish on the bank of the Hudson. She's family. We gotta help her. This is exactly what Margaret wants us to find. Now maybe we're gonna get some answers. She's squinting. A wedge of orange sunlight shines through the break in the alley separating us from her. Just looking at it hurts like a mother. Hurts like a spike behind the eyes. Hey, little girl, you gotta get to us. We'll take you down this manhole and help you, okay? She nods her head. The sun gets brighter and harder to look at. Are you ready? Okay, good, good. Now, you see those cardboard boxes by the dumpster? Uh-huh. I want you to pick a good one, yeah? One with no holes in it. That's right, no holes. And you're gonna crouch under it, like you're hiding in a fort, you got it? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Now hide tight under it and crouch walk like a duck, keeping that box all the way down against the ground. Can you do that? Like this? Perfect, sweetie. Keep coming. Keep coming. Listen for cars. Don't come if you hear one. There aren't any cars coming. Cars aren't the problem. See, the wind's been blowing the direction of the cross street. I watched the little box inch across the street, and I know what's gonna happen. A half a second before it does. Fuck, fuck, wait! Ah, oh. It's a clear day. Clear days are the worst. She gets full sun all over her body, all at once. She goes up like a torch. She stumbles, burning, across the street. Never gets the fuck down the manhole, and I'm right behind her. But before I close the iron cover, I watch the girl stumble, blazing, against the car in the alley. It catches too. People are yelling now, starting to open doors. I still watch, even when I hear the sirens coming. From the engine block, climb into the bay. And it seems wrong. Nothing that bad should happen on such a clear day. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Episode 2, The Moth.
The Lesser Dead was performed by Jack Kilmer as Joey Peacock, Minnie Driver as Margaret McManus, Saul Rubinek as Fetko. Directed by Dan Blank. Written by Christopher Buhlman. Series created by Christopher Buhlman, based on his book, The Lesser Dead. Executive producers, Mark Stern, Joshua D. Maurer, Christopher Buhlman, Minnie Driver, and Jack Kilmer. Producer, Alexandra Whitlin. Original audio production, music, and sound design by Salt. Producer, Ali Strobel. Original music and composition by Benjamin Sturley. Sound design by Christopher Bonas. Bicycles, tricycles, ice cream, candy, lollipops, popsicles, licorice sticks. <laughs>